what is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackleman. It is Thursday, September 10th. Yes, I am excited. Yes, I am fired up. Yes, it has been a very long time since we have last seen football. NFL football. Not that European football. NFL football. It has been a long time since we've seen the Kansas City Chiefs. Of course, the last time was the Super Bowl. That was against 49ers. It's against the Texans. Now, I don't care who it's against. I just care that they're on the field finally zero days until the start of the NFL season. I love this day. This is an exciting day. And we are going to break down wide receiver cornerback matchups for you on the podcast today. And we have a little bit of news to get to as well. But uh, before we dive into that, well, do you like to play daily fantasy sports well, then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different from the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there's no salary caps. You don't have to play against the Sharks, which means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. Monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, esports, and freaking football. <laughs> Monkey Knife Fight. Has it all. You know what else? MonkeyKnifeFight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. That's nice right there. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're getting into when you sign up to play. Monkeys and Knives and Fights and Sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See the site for full terms and restrictions. And now is the time. I mean, honestly, now is the time. Now is the freaking time to get in over there at Monkey Knife Fight. Promo code RANT, please. Helps the show out every time you do that. So let's dive into these quick notes here. I mean, I only really have one that isn't kind of related to today's topic. And that is that Divine Azigbo placed on... Injured reserve, or better yet, you know, let's just we're just going to call it the injured list because it's not really injured reserve. It simply means that you're going to be out for at least three weeks. So, a Zigbo out for right now for you know at least for the next three weeks with that hamstring injury. So it was a relatively uh, severe hamstring injury, maybe a grade two, which is about at bare minimum it's a three three weeker max i've ever seen probably about six weeks but you know that's really pushing it more like three to five so james robinson the stars have aligned for you bro i wouldn't get too cute with this one i really would not get get too cute uh the team also did sign dari agumawale agumawale is he's not a running back really He's not really, he's not a tight end, but he, you know, maybe an H-back type. And uh, obviously a quality special team or a little bit of insurance for them in the backfield, though, because they are coming into the season really thin with Ryquel Armstead out until further notice on the COVID list. Now Divine Izigbo out until further notice on the injury list. This is, is a bit of a mess, but James Robinson already had some buzz anyway. I have talked to a few folks in the know who have seen Jacksonville practices saying he was heavily used in the red zone. The problem, and it's really easy to think, oh, yeah, I got to run out. I got to pit. Should I start him? Should I start him? Should I start him over Antonio Gibson or whatever? I don't know who you're thinking about. But the problem is the team's not really that good. And in most instances, 
the the running back, the early down back, especially on a team that isn't very good, is not a good fantasy option, especially an unproven guy. So let's let's not rush rush to get him in our lineups, especially in a game where I do think I think the line's pretty solid. I think they are going to get blown out of the water uh, this week, which is not a favorable game script there uh, for uh, for Robinson. In terms of Zigbo, in terms of Ryquel Armstead. I do think one of them grabs the job when they get back. It's just a matter of when they get back. I don't think this is a situation where Robinson is just so good that he holds them off. If he was just so good, he would have been drafted. And that's not a, you know, we've, the league has collectively missed on players in the past, but Azigbo, also a guy who wasn't drafted. And, and Raquel Armstead, not even drafted at a premium. So, I mean, maybe he holds onto the job, whatever. It's just not an appealing job. Of course, he should be owned. He should be owned. Now, don't come to me and be like, should I drop Alexander Madison for him? No, you shouldn't. You know, none of these handcuffs uh, should be dropped for him, even though he is the starter. So you're going to have to, you know, you have to figure it out. If you have somebody to drop, make the drop. If you don't, you don't have the drop. You just don't have the drop. All right. So that was the one thing I wanted to get to other than wide receiver cornerback matchups for this week. So over at FTNDaily.com, you can also get it at FTNBets.com. The wide receiver cornerback matchups tool is live. This is the same wide receiver cornerback matchup stuff that you've seen out of me in the past. If you followed my career, you know what you're looking at. Uh, it is a little bit different in that I changed the matchup column. The matchup column was always the most misunderstood aspect of that that chart. A lot of people will use that to make start sit decisions, which is something I would never in a million years recommend doing because remember, matchups are only a tiny piece of the equation. And really, matchups are baked into my rankings. So if you say, what's the single best thing that you could use to make start sit decisions? I would say my rankings at ftnfantasy.com. However, if you want to dive a little bit deeper or in DFS, where it becomes a little, you know, it's not a start sit decision it's not a binary you start him or you sit him it's a this guy has this salary and I expect him to be in a good matchup you know guys on the cheap in a good matchup guys who are at a premium in a good matchup or vice versa that's where it becomes more valuable but I'll only use it to move players up and down just slightly in season-long fantasy football just slightly so this year what I did is to try and make it a little bit more clear uh, for you the user is I, I changed the matchup rating to a 0 to 100 scale. So that's what we'll call it a matchup rating. It, I, I hesitate to call it a matchup grade just because I think that when people see like 50 or 55, you know, they, they think F. <laughs> you know, as, as uh, a lot of us uh, have been taught through schooling, especially if you went to school in the United States. I know we have some international listeners. I don't know what your grading systems are like <laughs> outside of the U.S., but that's the, the common one in the U.S. That'd be a failing grade. That's not good. But 50 is actually the midpoint for this rating. So it's an average. You know, it's an average matchup. Anything from like 40 to 60 in that range is about, you know, basically average, maybe a little high, a little lower, but average matchups. Anything, you know, closer to zero, you know, the zero is the worst, 100 is the best. You're not going to get a zero matchup. You're not going to get a 100 matchup, but you may get close on either side, depending on a few factors. It's based first and foremost on the skill of both the receiver and the coverage he's going to face. So the coverage he's going to face, that includes all three corners if it's not a shadow situation. 
That's something that's often lost on people when they look at the chart. They'll say, well, he's lined across this guy. Well, yes, in their depth chart position, that's where they would line up. But wide receivers move around the formation. Corners may not. They will at times. They may not. But wide receivers move all around the formation. So you can't say unless there's a designated shadow in in the chart that that they're only going to see the one corner. They're going to see all three, and that's all broken down and factored in. So a more skilled receiver, even if he's going up against a better corner, it still may just be like a middle-of-the-road matchup uh, for him. There are other factors at play. Fantasy points per route run, fantasy points per route covered, catch rate, all these things factor into the rating. And I think it's a lot clearer now uh, the receivers who are going to be, now good receivers are going to typically have you know decent matchups, at least average or better, just because they are very good receivers. Now, a, a guy who is maybe not that great could have a decent matchup, depends. If he's going up against a bad secondary, it really depends. So now I think it's a little bit clearer, and hopefully it won't lead people to make mistakes. I've had people come to me in the past and say, well, so-and-so, like Cole Beasley, had an awesome matchup, so I started him over my wide receiver too. No, that's not what we do. Yeah, definitely not. Not for season long. Uh, if Cole Cole Beasley had a good matchup, maybe he becomes a cheap DFS play. But you know that's a different you know it's a different mindset there. So anyway, you can get the chart at FTNDaily.com, and here's some of the big insights uh, from the Week One Wide Receiver Cornerback Matchups Tool. Uh, first and foremost, we'll talk about the upgrades here uh, tonight. If you wa- if you listen to this before tonight, well, I can tell you that Tyreek Hill has the best matchup on the board. Houston's corners, uh, well, I mean, it, it's not that good. I don't expect any shadow situations here, uh, but he will line up primarily across from Bradley Roby, who's basically the best corner in Houston. They have Lonnie Johnson, who gave up nine touchdowns in his coverage last year, and then Vernon Hargraves, who gave up six touchdowns in his coverage. And basically everything that got thrown at him was caught last year. So even, even Roby, though, I'm not worried about. Now, that being said, like so the matchup looks good on paper then for Sammy Watkins, for example, or for McCole Hardman or whoever is facing them. It looks good. But don't overthink this. Like McCole Hardman in season long is on your bench. McCole Hardman in a showdown, Sammy Watkins in a showdown slate tonight, or a you know, a full, you know, Thursday, uh Thursday DFS slate that um, you know, spans into Sunday. All right, fine but not, not in season long. Love Devontae Adams and his matchup. You have Holton Hill, who will line up across from Adams, at least on the depth chart. Mike Hughes in the slot. And then they have two rookies who could be on the field. I, I think we see more Jeff Gladney, but we could also see Cameron Dantzler out there. One of the, the really simple rules, especially early in the season, this is great for September and October. Find the rookie cornerback and pick on the rookie cornerback. This is what NFL quarterbacks do. Therefore, it's what we should do for fantasy. The rookie cornerbacks, well, Devontae Adams is going to see him during the course of this game. There won't be highly, highly, highly doubt shadow coverage because remember, Xavier Rhodes isn't there anymore. So I think Adams is going to go nuts. No competition for targets. I mean, he's just going to have his way uh, in in this contest. So love Devontae Adams. Really, Hill has the best matchup. Uh, rating Adams has the second best 
Love A.J. Brown this week. Remember when Denver, that was really a tough secondary for a long time. They aren't any longer. I mean, you're you're talking about Devontae Harris, A.J. Boye, who people do know who he is, and then Bryce Callahan. Boye is not the same player he was earlier in his career, though, so this is not intimidating at all. I mean, last year, Boye gave up a 65% catch rate, almost 15 yards per catch. So A.J. Brown picks right up where he left off last season. Same thing with D.J. Moore. Las Vegas, find the rookie cornerback. Damon Arnett, okay, check. <laughs> rookie cornerback. Trayvon Mullen is a young corner as well. Those are the two outside guys. And Moore doesn't really run in the slot that much. 16% of his snaps in the slot last year. I, I, I like it. I love this matchup for TJ Moore. I really don't know what to expect out of the Carolina offense, but I, I'm, I'm all in on Moore this week. Kenny Galladay really liked the matchup for him. Find the rookie corner, <laughs> Jalen Johnson. <laughs> and then um, on the other side, though, Kyle Fuller on the outside. There's not going to be shadow coverage here. So Kyle Fuller, fifth most targets thrown into his coverage last year, heavily targeted. Also, like on the other side of that matchup, Allen Robinson. And by the way, that that matchup is just as good for Marvin Jones, too. So a little sneaky DFS stack might be Trubisky, Robinson, Jones. Um, that's cheaper than doing it Trubisky, Robinson, Galladay. Now, Trubisky's risky AF, so don't, you know, don't go all in on that one. But Allen Robinson, I mean, think about it, you know, find the rookie cornerback, Jeffrey Akuda. Like, okay, Akuda was a premium pick in the draft this year, but I'll go after him. <laughs> I'll, I'll go after him in week one. I don't mind the matchup for Keenan Allen. There's really not much to the Bengals trio of starters. I mean, William Jackson had a, a decent enough, uh, you know, start to the season last year, but overall, I, I wouldn't say I'm overly intimidated by him. And the thing that I like about Keenan Allen this week, too, sometimes, you know, you have to look beyond just the matchup uh, to get a, you know, get a really good beat on these guys. And the beat I have on Keenan Allen, who else is going to catch the darn football? <laughs> if Mike Williams isn't playing, who is it, who's like, who's going to catch the football? He's even in a. Uh, this isn't going to be a pass-heavy offense. He's going to be just fine, and I'm not intimidated by uh, you know Darius Phillips, William Jackson, and Mackenzie Alexander for the Bang- Bengals. Uh, Julian Edelman. I-, I was reasonably high on him in my rankings, and uh, now I, you know this is a big reason why this matchup. Find the rookie corner, Igni Ogeni. There you go, another one. Now, again, another reasonably high pick in the draft, but he's going to have his hands full with Julian Edelman, and somebody has to catch freaking football. Love me some Cam this week. Finally, uh, how about D-Jax? Somebody has to catch the football. Jalen Rieger returned to practice, but I don't expect him to play this week. Highly doubt Alshon is out there. So, really, what are we looking at for Philly? (laughs) Uh, It's kind of ugly. I'm not going to lie. Like You have the tight ends, but out of the wideouts? Arthega Whiteside, and you're going to have, uh, you know, you have Re- Greg Ward out there. There's really not much to, to be intimidated by uh, if if Rager doesn't play. And I don't think he does. I don't think he does. So there you go uh, with that. And by the way, revenge game for Deshaun Jackson. So a lot of nice upgrades, but there's some big-time shadow situations that do present some downgrades this week. Again, though, if it's a downgrade, it may only be a slight downgrade, so don't freak the F out. Amari Cooper, 
He's going to see a shadow from Jalen Ramsey. We saw that Jalen Ramsey shadowed him uh, in their their last meeting. He was with the Rams already at that point. That was back in week 15 last year. But Cooper only ran 22 routes in that game, so I'm not going to take that game as a great indicator. But you have to respect the matchup. That being said... Amari Cooper is still a wide receiver to play. Like, ordinarily, he might be a front-end wide receiver too. He's still a wide receiver to play, so don't get too crazy here. Devontae Parker will see a shadow against New England, and that will mean Stephon Gilmore. Now, Parker did have the better of, of Gilmore at the end of last season, but in the beginning of last season, well, actually, you know, it was week two, so second week of the season. Uh, Gilmore completely shut him down. So it's risky. It's risky. Temper your expectations with Don- Devontae Parker. Odell Beckham Jr. has a crappy matchup this week. Uh, he, <sighs> Baltimore, Baltimore. Marcus Peters, Jimmy Smith on the outside. Marlon Humphrey in the slot. I mean, this is one of the best secondaries in the league. So temper your expectations for OBJ this week. A.J. Green very likely going to see a shadow, and I don't expect Beckham to be shattered, by the way. A.J. Green likely to see a shadow against the Chargers, and that would mean Casey Hayward. Last year, Casey Hayward allowed 1.7 catches per game. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's not good for A.J. Green. It's pretty good for Casey Hayward. So uh, be be aware of that. And the game script may actually set up for um, the pass game. But I just don't see A.J. Green being a big factor. And I'm not really crazy. This this secondary is another one. You know, this secondary added Chris Harris. They were already pretty good. Desmond King and then Casey Hayward. They add Chris Harris. Chris Harris is going to be on Tyler Boyd for a good chunk of this game. That's not good. I'm playing the defense. I'm playing the Chargers defense this week if I can get away with it. And I, can, I am getting away with it in one of my home leagues. Mike Evans. All right, well, let's unpack this first and foremost. Has not practiced yet. It's Thursday. He has he missed practice Wednesday, missed practice Thursday. He could, in theory, play without practicing. I don't think he will if he doesn't practice tomorrow. If he doesn't get to limited tomorrow and you have Mike Evans get another plan in place. If he does play, he'll see a shadow from Marshawn Lattimore, that is. I don't think this is a big needle mover for me because, you know, even if... Let's say Mike Evans, even if he's shadowed by him the you know good chunk of the game, he'd be shadowed by him like 75-80% of the time. There's still 20% of his routes where he's not in Lattimore's coverage, and he could do most of his damage in those 20%. This is another like great misunderstanding that people have with shadow coverage. It's just just because you're shadowed doesn't mean you're like unstartable. Oh, you can't start him. He's getting shadowed. Or sometimes a shadow is a good thing. If the corner's not that good, <laughs> it's a good thing to be shadowed by the corner. This one wouldn't move the needle. The bigger concern with Mike Evans, though, is obviously the the hammy. Darius Slayton, tough matchup. Tough matchup for the Giants in general. That Pittsburgh secondary is sneaky good heading into this year. Mike Hilton in the slot, solid. Joe Hayden, solid, more than solid. And then Steven Nelson. Um, Really across the board, that's that's a tough one. And especially seeing Joe Hayden lining up across from uh, Darius Slayton, that's that's definitely a little intimidating. Uh, if that's um, you know if that's what we end up seeing here, it's not going to be a shadow, but we'll see that for some of the game. Adam Thielen, he could be shadowed certainly by uh, Jair Alexander. That's not good for Thielen. Thielen has no competition for targets really, at least out of the gate. But Jair Alexander, young up and comer. 
That's a tough matchup. And Brashad Perryman, now he's he's good to go for this game, but I don't want to use him in, in week one against Tredavious White. We could see a shadow in that one, by the way. I, I, that one's a little tricky because the Bills will go back and forth whether they shadow or not. So I, either even if he doesn't get shadowed, though, he's going to see Trey White a, a good chunk of that game, and it makes him a very risky start. So there you go. If you want all of this information, like I said, you can check out the wide receiver cornerback matchups tool over at ftndaily.com. And, um, you know, you can dig into the data there. I also wrote this up for ftndaily.com. And over at FTN Bets, player prop bets are in. Player prop bets are in. You know I love me some player prop bets. Somebody asked me if I'd be doing them this year. Oh, you best believe it. <laughs> you best believe it. So, uh, hey, the the powers that be over at FTN Bets don't want me to give all these things out here. But I will tell you, I may... I may have placed the over on Ty Freak receiving yards, 70 and a half, minus 110 on DraftKings. I may have placed that bet. Just saying. I may also have at least six more bets over at FTNBets.com. So go check that out uh, there. That's going to do it for today. Thursday football, only a few hours away. I am excited. I'm excited. Enjoy the game. And stop by all three sites, ftnfantasy.com, ftnbets.com, ftndaily.com. I appreciate everybody reviewing the show. On iTunes, we're getting closer. 1K, we got to get there. If you haven't reviewed the show already, please do so. The easiest way to do so is to, if you have an iPhone, open up the podcast app, go to my podcast, scroll to the bottom, click the stars. Click the stars. That's it. You can also do so other ways. I think you can do it on your computer. People still use those. You can do that. I appreciate everybody who's been reviewing it already, though. I see you, Rat Pack. All right, at Jeff Rackliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Rackliffe on Instagram. Use that hashtag, Rat Pack. That way I know you are a listener of the show. Tomorrow we're breaking it down, all the games from a matchup standpoint, other than the wide receiver cornerback stuff. A lot to talk about on the show tomorrow. Giddy up, baby. All right, I'll catch you on the flip side. I'm Jeff Rackliffe, and I'm out of here. 